0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where do things stand
1: with you and Gio Reyna right now?
0: Things are good. Like anything, you need time to to build, re- rebuild a relationship, repair a relationship. But I think there's a lot of mutual respect. And now it's just about, um, you know, how do we get the most out of him that he can help this group? Because, you know, he's, he's a talent.
1: Yo yo! It's cracking. Welcome to the Jim Rome podcast, and. If you cannot tell, I am fired up today. That tends to happen when you have a tremendous guest and a great friend sitting right here in studio with me, especially when that great guest and great friend also happens to be the head coach of the U.S. men's national soccer team. That's right, my dude, Greg Burhalter, is not only here for the pod, but he's here in person, in flesh, in studio, joining me for episode 302 of the Jim Rohn podcast. Greg was appointed by U.S. Soccer for a second stint as head coach back in June. He coached the U.S. national team to a round of 16 berth at the last World Cup. He also repped the red, white, and blue at two World Cups as a player. He is the only American to ever participate in the World Cup as both a player and a head coach. Simply put, he is American soccer royalty. And I can't wait for you to hear our face-to-face conversation. So, let's not waste any time. Let's get right at it. It's episode 302 of the Jim Rohn Podcast with USMNT head coach Greg Bernstein halter and it's coming at you right now all right so Greg, not to personalize this off the very top but let me personalize this off the very top because the clock is spinning faster and faster. Janet and I are now empty nesting. Jake graduated from college. He's in the workforce. Logan is at Boulder. How about Rosalind and the kids? You guys have been through a thing or two. Bring me up to date. How are the kids? How is the family? How is
0: everything going? Everyone's great. Um, Really enjoy watching the kids thrive. Sebastian's doing really well in soccer. Santana's in in college, doing really well. Lily's in, in high school, sophomore in high school, really playing soccer and thriving in that. And then our little one, Delilah, is still in elementary school. But um, we love Chicago, and Rosen's doing great. Everyone's, everyone's really good. Thanks All right, so not to
1: single team. anybody out, but what about Sebastian? I saw he did New Deal, right? How is he playing? What's his game look like right no, now? No, he's
0: doing well. He's, he's made a step. Um, it's really interesting when you see a, a pro go from a kid to an adult in, in the matter of years. And he's certainly done that. His body's filled out. He's moving like a, a man now and really um, technically really strong players. He's doing well in MLS.
1: All right, so if I suffered some of the greatest stress of my life watching my kids play high school baseball, what's it like for you to watch him play?
0: <laughs> At first it was really difficult, especially when he was young, 18 years old as a pro. You know, you're just holding your breath every time he touches the ball. And now, um, you know, to be fair, when I watch him, I'm confident because I know he's going to do well. I know he's going to perform well. He, like I said, he's really made a, a step, and it's now it's a lot more enjoyable to watch him.
1: Good. So this is our first conversation since you joined me on our daily program after you were rehired in June. As you look back on everything that's happened since then
0: and since we last spoke, how have you and the program grown? Wow, that's a great question. You know, it first of all, it's it's great to be back with the team. Um, really miss the guys. Really miss um representing our country and really pushing to for new heights. But a lot has changed since then. You know, the the federation has released plans for a national training center in Atlanta. You know, three hundred million plus project. Really, it's going to change the the course of soccer in America forever. And then being back with the team, really f- starting to focus on what this spring looks like with the Nations League, what the summer looks like with Copa America, and really planning out on the next two and a half years for, for the World Cup because it's, a, as you know, a huge event in our backyard.
1: All right, so I can tell how fired up you are, fired up to be back with the team, fired up to take on this challenge. You know, given everything that happened, how concerned were you that you might not get the opportunity to finish what you started?
0: You know, it's definitely something that was on your mind. But I think like anything, you go through stages. And, and the, the first stage was, um, you know, really upset and disappointed and, and disbelief almost. And then you start to get to the acceptance stage where you're like, okay, this is my reality. And then it's about, you know, how do you, how do you act? How do you carry yourself? How do you get new opportunities? Um, so I was very much in that stage when, when U.S. soccer came along and, and um, you know, went through that interview process And, you know, thankfully, I got the opportunity to do the job again because you never know how it's going to turn out. But now it's just motivation. It it really is. like Thinking about anything that we accomplished in the last four years, trying to double down on those efforts and do even more in this next two and a half years to really make our country proud in the World Cup.
1: You know, I'm going to follow up on that in a minute, but that whole notion of the acceptance stage, right? I think we've all gone through periods of our life where we wanted something really badly and then didn't get it, and then you're kind of... You're not happy, right? But you have to come around to acceptance. How long did it take you to get to the acceptance stage? What was your process?
0: You know, a lot of it was um, really practicing what we preach. You know, we talk to the players all the time about staying in the present. We talk about mindset. And it was really an opportunity for me to to show that as an example of how to do that. And it, it became... Focusing on each and every day. How do, I, how do I capitalize on each day? Not really worrying about what may come or what, ha- what happened in the past. It's really about how do you maximize today?
1: So. I mean, it's so about that, right? Like, we think about these things, and we try to teach these things, and I talk about this on my podcast, The Reinvention Project. But, I mean, not to be cliche, but Mike Tyson was so right, man. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. You know, so that whole mindset thing, like you need to be intentional, you need to be where your feet are, you can only control the controllables. Yeah, this is great. And this is great in theory until somebody runs you over. And then you have to put into practice what you preach. And it's not so easy. You know, so how are things different from cycle one to cycle two?
0: Yeah, so cycle one, it was really about assessing what we had, um, bringing new talent into the fold, developing young men. And, and really getting to this pinnacle of the World Cup, cycle two is about how do we take you know these guys that have matured right? We had 18-year-olds, now they're 22, 24. How do we now take them and try to reach a new level? And they're a lot more mature. They're at different stages of their life. You know, they're not in the early 20s anymore. Now we're mid 20s, and I think it's actually the 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 perfect time to get this group because when you go into a World Cup and you have that maturity um, you know, it's easy to perform better. You've been there before, you know what it's like. It's such an intense event. You, You almost need that experience.
1: You know, you see teams have to go through things before they finish and they learn, but now you're going through this. Now you get a great opportunity. So the process starts once again, for instance, it's a big, big summer. What are you looking for from your team in the Copa America in the coming months specifically?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I think for us to be successful in 2026, we need to do two things. The first thing is we need to learn how to beat the elite of international soccer. And the second thing is we need to thrive in knockout games. And the Copa America is the perfect testing ground for that. You know, we, we've already announced the Columbia friendly before Copa. We're going to be announcing a really high profile friendly on Monday, um, top team in the world. And then we go to Copa America where it's just a gauntlet of competition. So that's going to really help prepare the team for what's to come in 2026. And what we're talking about um, pre-taping was you actually have to, you have to experience it. You have to learn how to win against these teams. You have to experience it once. And that's what we're hoping for in this summers. Get a couple of those big wins under our belt that's really going to give this group confidence that they can do it against anyone.
1: So what do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? I'll tell you what we don't want bars, sugary snacks, energy drinks. No, what we want is actual beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. It's not shriveled, it's not dry, it's not tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. That way it's tender and tasty. It's not tough. So why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein and it comes in four amazing flavors. Make sure you look for it in the clear view bag. That way you can see the quality which you are purchasing. Look for it in major retail stores near you if you don't see it clones ask for it by name because no other jerky compares old trapper what's your beef you know back to that first point man how critical is it to break through and win a knockout game this is something traditionally that we have struggled with something we have not done really well with man how critical is that
0: it's everything um especially when you add an extra round to it in in the 2026 world cup if you know if we can't Win in knockout games, we're going to be going home pretty early. So, in the history of the modern history of U.S. soccer, we've only won one. Right again, two thousand two against Mexico. So, we have a work cut out for us, and it's really about you know using these next two and a half years to to learn how to do that.
1: You know, in terms of the Copa America, it's obviously going to be so key for the players, right? What about the fans? I mean, I know you're taking a broader view and a big picture view of what soccer can be in America. How important is it for the fans to get a chance to see what international soccer looks like ahead of 2026?
0: You know, Copa America is the oldest soccer tournament in the world. So there's a ton of history for um, around Copa America. It's going to be a mini World Cup um, in the United States again. So for fans couple things. The first thing is really getting behind our team early doors, right? Really starting to support these young men. They're, they're great personalities. They're humble people. They're committed to the United States, committed to our country. And now's the time to get behind them before, you know, this ramp up to 2026 begins. So that's really important. And the second thing is just to see the intensity the fervor, the energy that will be created by the, these fans coming into the United States and supporting their teams.
1: Hmm. You know, So you've talked about this a lot. Overall, the goal is it still to, quote, change soccer in America forever. Is that still your goal? And specifically, what has to happen in order for that to happen?
0: Yeah, so you know I like to to frame things up and work with a really clear framework. So the the vision that we have for the program is to do that, is to change soccer in America forever. And part of it was created thinking about um, the women's team in 1999, um, you know, when they won at, at the Rose Bowl, the World Cup, and, and Brandi Chastain takes her top off and she has a sports bra on. And, and really what that did was give women this belief that they can they can be – well known they can be well supported in sports and gave them the confidence, not just in soccer, but I think in all sports. And we want to do the same for for all little kids, the little boys in, in the United States, whether they're in the urban areas or rural areas, that they can aspire to be soccer players, and that actually means something. So by our performance, specifically, we have to get to a round that no team has ever gone to before. And, you know, that would be, Um, monumental and definitely get the country behind us.
1: All right, so if you do something that's never done before, do you think you could have that same kind of impact? Would that do it?
0: I think so, yeah. I really believe that Um, because, you know, this is going to be the biggest sporting event that the world has ever seen that we're going to be hosting. And if we do that and we go to those four rounds and we win knockout games, um, not just the host city, but the whole nation is going to be on fire, going to be behind us.
1: All right. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. I mean, there's so much work to be done between now and then, but just say, I'll play along. Say you do that. Say you do that. And it's part of a bigger picture. Say you do that. And then say the women's national team does what it's supposed to do. And then say, you know, indoor MLS does what it's supposed to do. Say that everybody does what it's supposed to do. Could we reach a point in time where soccer is actually one of the major three or major four sports in this country? And how long would that take?
0: I I believe it can be. And, you know, the two things that give me a lot of confidence are the the ownership group um, in Major League Soccer are strong, big-time owners. And they're committed to this project, right? So if they have the goal to make Major League Soccer one of the top five leagues in the world, they're going to do it. Um, And then the commitment of U.S. Soccer. uh, We talked about the National Training Center, investing in that, building this massive project, but also youth development and really trying to cultivate making soccer accessible to everyone in in the United States. If we can do those two things, there's no reason why... Um, soccer can't grow to those heights that you described.
1: All right, so you mentioned like the women's game that you know where young girls could see this and say, "Hey, I could do that or I could do anything." You know, you backtracking, Greg, you you're a huge sports fan. When you and I would sit in the ballparks, in the little league fields, we would always talk sports, all kinds of sports, not just soccer. Growing up in Jersey, where kids might have been focused on football or basketball or baseball, being as athletic as you are, you could have committed to any sport. What drew you to soccer and ultimately why were you more consumed by that sport than the others.
0: You know, it was I got I got connected with a um with a diverse group of players, a, a diverse team at a really young age and we traveled to South America at 12 years old and and we're in Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, Peru at 13 and I got to see the global game and I got to see the, the what it means like to play at that level and I was just hooked and and you know, New Jersey, New York is a melting pot of cultures and so soccer was readily accepted there, and I'm um, really lucky to grow up in the environment that I did.
1: That's yeah, amazing. I mean, I'm just laughing that you could go to places like that when you were 12 and 13. I think that when our kids were 12 and 13, we got to travel to exotic places like Brea <laughs> or Redlands. I mean, what in the world was that like as a 12 year old to go to those places?
0: It was crazy. I mean, like you would have parents walking back to the hotel from on the street and getting mugged and stuff, and like, and that was just part of it. Like it was, it was part of what we did we just accepted it and we and we knew that like okay this is this is what it takes to be at that next level it was it was kind of cool i mean so if you're hammered
1: with that message at age 12 i mean did you feel like you had a normal childhood or did you feel like you know what like any great athlete you know how it is these kids are selected you 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 are different you are a chosen one you go over there and then i don't want to say they're pushed through the system but they are kind of anointed
0: as a little bit different was that was it like that for you Not not really. I mean, the the interesting thing was I had, like, these two paths going when I was young. I had, like, my town in Tenafly that I grew up in, and then I had my travel soccer. And it was, like, when I left my town to go to this travel soccer, I was, like, in a different world. I was traveling to the places that I mentioned. Like, no one from my town was doing that. No way. And and then when I go back to my town, I was just a normal kid again. And, you know, in terms of my development, I was a late bloomer. So, you know, I just kept with it and I kept hanging in there and kept, you know, practicing and, and, you know, every free moment I was doing something related to soccer and, uh, you know, eventually, um, I got to where I needed to be.
1: Hmm. So you are really, really big on mindset, leadership, discipline. I I know you study these things intently. You also developed a quote leadership council for the team. Who does it consist of and what's your thinking behind it? How does it work?
0: Yeah, so it it got started because when we took over the team, I mentioned we had 18, 19-year-olds. And you could see they were going to be top, top players. But how do you uh, anoint a 19-year-old captain of the senior men's national team, right? That's a really difficult one. So we had the idea to say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to develop leaders over these four years. So instead of working with one, we're going to take a multiple of of these players. We're going to take six of them. And we're really going to try to include them in our decisions, ask for their feedback, and really train them to become leaders. And I think the, the most impactful thing about that leadership council, we leaned on them a lot. Okay, guys, you know, what do we think about this schedule? What do we think about, you know, we didn't like the training session today. You know, we didn't like the focus. We need these guys to get ramped up today. We need your help in this. We'd lean on them for a lot of things. But I think the, the best moment of that whole leadership council was when we came into the World Cup, The um, FIFA makes you name a captain for the World Cup. So I said to the guys, I go, listen, guys, we got it. We got an issue, right? We've been alternating captain for for every game. You know, we never really focused on who's going to be captain for the game. It was one of the leadership council, but FIFA wants us to name one. So what are we going to do? And they looked around at each other. And then one of them spoke and said, you know, coach, doesn't matter who it is because we'd be comfortable if any one of us was captain for the World Cup. And then I knew, really, that we had the the effect that we wanted on the group. Really, they were were selfless leaders. They were there to service the team. And and it it was a really proud moment as a coach to see all that work paid off.
1: Are you one of millions struggling with premature hair thinning and hair loss? Or maybe you're scared about inheriting that thinning look because it just runs in the family. Introducing Provia a real solution that delivers on its promise without the harsh side effects, unwanted chemicals, and unpleasant smells. Thanks to our friends that developed GenuCell skincare, Provia uses Procapil. It's a natural ingredient to effectively target the three main causes of premature hair thinning for men and women of any age. By supporting scalp circulation, the delivery of nourishing nutrients, and hair follicle anchoring to your scalp, Provia guarantees more hair on your head than in the shower or on your comb or 100% of your money back. And right now, new customers can save over 50% off Provia's introductory package at ProviaHair.com rome Every package includes a full 60-day supply of Provia serum for daily use, plus their super concentrate that could give you faster, more noticeable results, and every order includes your choice of a free gift at checkout. See results for yourself right now. ProviaHair.com slash Rome. ProviaHair.com slash Rome. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. You know, I wonder, it's, uh, that had to be so rewarding, that had to be such a great answer to get. But I wonder, you know, like you said, these were young, young, young athletes, and now they're older, now they're more mature, but, you know, unlike, like say, an NFL locker room where you've got some, quote, grown-ass men, and they've got families to feed, and they've been in the game a while, and they can check their younger teammates, when everybody's young, they're going to inevitably have each other's backs, right? Like, do they police their own? Do they check each other? Do they self-regulate and self-coach? Like, what's that dynamic like?
0: Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, we hold them to very high standards. Um, You know, we have our. Do they hold each other to the same standards? Yeah. So we have our vision, mission, we have our values, right? But those are just words on paper. Then you have to translate it into behaviors. And behaviors hold each other accountable. So when we're saying, okay, guys, if our value is this, you need to hold each other accountable for it. And, And they do. I mean, I don't know if you saw. In November, you know, we, we got a red card. A, a player made a poor decision on the field and gets a red card. And and the guys were, you know, visibly, you know, checking him after the game, saying that's not our standard, that's not who we are, that's not what we represent. So it was moments like that is when you really see the culture come out. So what is the mission vision? So the vision, first of all, has changed soccer in America forever. And then when you the mission is be – um, a team that can beat the elite of international soccer, a team with an unbreakable culture, team culture, and um, a clear identity on and off the field.
1: Mm. So generally speaking, for the group of players, what's it mean to them? If you were to speak for them, what's it mean to them to represent and play for country?
0: You know, it, it, it's incredible because um, you take Matt Turner, for example. The moment that he saw Landon Donovan score the goal in South Africa to beat Algeria in the last minute of the game was the moment he decided he wanted to be a professional soccer player. And he made it all the way up. You know, 12 years later, he's starting for the U.S. Um, in the World Cup. You know, Weston McKinney, when we're in Germany, and it was the send-off, and we're at Rammstein, the Air Force Base, um, and, you know, the player, uh, sorry, the, the soldiers are taking pictures with a team. And there's this little kid who could, wants to jump in the picture with a team. And, you know, fast forward to 16 years later, and we're at the, we're in Qatar training. We invite the military to come watch us, the Air Force Base from Qatar, to come watch us train Americans. And Weston got up to speak, and he was that six-year-old back then who took the picture with the team. And now he's representing the national team in a World Cup. It means everything to these guys, you know. They, if you could imagine, you know, we're lucky that we, we can um, we can do our trade in the United States. We don't have to leave our country to be really top level of in our jobs. But these guys have to leave the country at 16 years old. They're they're going to play abroad. And it means more than anything for them to come back and play with the national team, to be with their brothers.
1: Hmm. Do they, you have a sense that they, in fact, this is consistent with that. Do they respect and appreciate those who came before them? Is that a message that you share with them and talk about?
0: Every single camp Hmm. we honor. What do you say? Well, I think the starting point is we just look at ourselves as a dot on the timeline of U.S. men's soccer history and we want we want to be a shining dot we want to affect those that come after us but we also honor those that came before us every single camp um you know we bring an ex-player into camp and we honor them and we give them a jersey of when they made their um their actually unique cap number so take how many take a guess of how many male soccer players have ever represented the united states for the national team
1: that's a great question that's a great question um I'm going to say 300.
0: So the number is 875. Uh,
1: so I saw it was close.
0: Yeah. And everybody, <laughs> has their, everybody has their unique number, right? There's an order of when you made it. So whenever we bring X players into camp, we present them with a jersey, and their unique number is on the back of their jersey with their name. And it's really and, – and normally – What pla- number are you? Uh, I'm I'm like 600-something. Or I forgot the exact number, six hundred or something. And but it's an you know, and we usually have a player deliver it to to the former player. And it really just an, an opportunity to honor those that came before us and really um, you know, acknowledge that there was a lot of work that was done before us to get us to where we are now.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Do
0: you need parts. O'Reilly
1: Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. So back to the other. Did you have that one point in time, that one epiphany, or that one moment where you're like, I want to be a professional soccer player. Was there something you ever saw where you decided right then and there, that's what I'm going to do?
0: You know, when I was growing up, there wasn't no, there was a, a professional league in America. So I, I said to myself for some reason, I'm like, I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go play in Europe. And I was you know, 15 or 16 years old, and that was always my dream. And people around me would look at me like I'm crazy. There was like four Americans playing in Europe at the time. And they'd be like, no, you're not. You're nuts. I was like, I'm going to do it. And it was just something I was determined to do and, and, and worked hard and kept training, kept practicing, and, and lucky enough, it worked out. Yeah,
1: that's an amazing thing for a teenager to think and then to actually do. So, Greg, the obvious thing, where do things stand with you and Gio Reyna right now?
0: Things are good. Um, you know, like anything, the, you need time to to build, re- rebuild a relationship, repair a relationship, but I think there's a lot of mutual respect. Um, I've seen Gio... Um, change and mature um you know I, I see him how he relates to his teammates i relates to his coaches and you know he's a positive um influence around the group he's a hell of a player a talented player and now it's just about um you know how do we get the most out of him that he can help this group because you know he's he's a talent
1: is he how would you describe his headspace and do you like what you see and what you hear from him
0: you know i What I can say is when he comes into camp, he's super professional, super motivated, and to me really dialed into what the team wants to achieve. And I think that's the most important thing is that you got a guy who, who wants to achieve things for the team and with the team.
1: Hmm. So when you approach this thing, there's like as any athlete, you want to eliminate distractions and it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher and tougher. Right. And so many people care and so many people are so vociferous. I mean, I I know what I do. I know what you do. It's not hard to find people that don't like either one of us. And we find people who love us and support us. How do you block out the noise so you can focus on the things that matter and only the things that we can control? Because we can only really control three or four things.
0: Exactly. I think it's just keep focusing on that message that you just said. Um, What I found specifically in the World Cup, for example, was just staying in the present, staying in the present moment, being where you are now and putting all your energy into that because there's a lot of things that can distract you. You know, social media is a massive distraction and we talk to the players about it and it's almost this addictive type of thing where if you play oh, there's with, no almost about it yeah. it, it is right but i mean if you play well you you want to feed off that energy of people saying you're the best but guess what you have a bad game and people saying you're the worst and it's that the truth is is always somewhere in between right and it's so i don't get carried away with 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 great moments i don't get carried away with bad moments i use everything as an opportunity to learn and to get better and just to keep going but
1: that's you that's you you yeah. know the kids yeah like and believe me i i i've worked with people my age younger than me older than me on tv on radio you know on other platforms and during the commercial breaks, they're rushing to their phones. And these are people in their 50s. Then you have a whole generation of people that are in their early 20s, teenagers. Man, this is all they know. I don't know if my kids have ever even watched TV. So you understand this, but what do the players do? you can going to tell them to stay off their phones? They're not staying off their phones.
0: Yeah, you know, the interesting thing is after the game, like if you go into the locker room after the game, every single one of right them— Right to the phone, and, right? Yeah, and—, and, and you know i'm guilty of it as well but i'm checking my text messages i wonder if that's what they're checking but what i would say is i have seen a, a shift from a lot of the players and I, i've seen the shift where they're they're off of social media um, they're they're not so active on it they're they're less concerned with what people are thinking they're more concerned with with the feedback of their teammates and their coaches and their maybe family members or trusted ones it's not about the the social media anymore and it's a positive shift to see because like I said it's a danger it's a double edged sword for sure
1: no the reason I bring it up is because and you know Let's be really honest about this. I am going to move our radio program to the X platform. So social media to me is something that can be a really, really good thing. I'm hoping that's going to be a really, really good thing. But what are we talking about? We're talking about you competing against the very best in the world. You want to have an elite mindset, right? You want to be so clear in what you want, so intentional in what you want. And if you're getting pulled away and people are getting in your head and making you feel crappy about yourself, you're not going to bring the same energy and the same intensity right you have to be so disciplined about what you consume it used to be like you are what you eat but really you are what you consume it's everything you let in it's not just what you eat right it's what gets in your mind you have to be so vigilant about what you let in
0: that's exactly right it could be harmful it could be helpful but it's about being thoughtful about what you consume that's Mm -hmm. right
1: so really quickly when you talk about being intentional during the world cup obviously but, I mean, is this the way you're living your life right now? Like, when you've when your feet hit the ground in the morning, are you thinking about being ultra-intentional every single moment of every single day? Does every sec- second count? Like,
0: what's your process? Now is the time, right? We're going to blink our eyes, and 2026 is going to be here. The World Cup's going to be here. So, for me, it's really about maximizing each day um, and trying to, you know, build this group up, build the staff up, build myself up, that when we get to 20 2026, we're ready. It's about continuing to to learn continue to read a lot of books continue to watch a lot of soccer you know we have guys playing all over the world every single day they're playing right now ac milan is playing as we speak so um again just being intentional
1: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you keep tabs on guys that are playing all over the world, is it just a quick text? Is it a quick phone call? Are you breaking a tape? Are you FaceTiming? How are you dealing with your players who are out?
0: Yeah, so every one of our players... um, uh, uh, in the player pool, we're watching every one of their games. We're we're clipping every one of their games. We're getting video clips prepared, and we we store it. So at any given day, I can call a player and say, "Okay, let's look at your last game. Let's review it." Um, we don't do that all the time. I think when when we want to have moments, we'll do it. But we're we're collecting all that information. We're we're, we're creating scouting reports for these guys, and then mostly the communication will be, you know, just, Hey, well done. Watch the game. Good job. Or, Hey, score your goal. You scored a goal on one. Congrats on the win. Congrats on the goal. You know, things like that. Just, or if a guy gets suspended or gets injured, you know, little messages like that, but, Continu- constant communication, everyday communication.
1: It's always on your mind. Is it always on their mind, right? I mean, I, I yeah. know why you're checking on them, yeah. but they're like a damn coach. Hey, coach, I'm kind of in this right now. Like, are they thinking about you the way you're thinking
0: about them? That's a great point. And, and you know, part of it is I want to give them some space as well. I don't want to be all over them. And so it is being intentional about when when you communicate with them because they're under so much pressure with their club teams. The last thing they need is to feel like we're pressuring them as well.
1: It's a great point. So what you mentioned, its I'm reading, I'm watching uh, other games. What are you reading these days?
0: So last night, someone just gave me the Arsene Wenger book. So he was a coach for Arsenal for, for 20 years and um, fantastic coach, ton of achievements. They actually went a whole season in the Premier League undefeated. Right. I mean, amazing. So reading that book now, just read the Adam Grant book, um, reading the book Pivot and Go. I don't know if you heard of that. Um, so but just a bunch of bunch of books. Not David Nurse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my guy, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have, have you met David? I haven't met him. I, he- okay, I heard so good things good, about good, him. Good friend of mine. Oh, you'd love him, yeah. dude. Good friend of mine and like such positive energy. Yeah. Such positive, positive, positive energy. He would love you. You would love him. Yeah. Oh, I'll set that up. We'll yeah. all come together. He's a big pickleball guy, too.
0: I love pickleball. He's so does he, man. Just He's got constantly. a new racket. You just, did, uh, yeah. I just got a uh, paddle. You, okay, you know what? I, I
1: played tennis growing up. Yeah. I've never once played pickleball. What yeah. do you like about it? You
0: know, it, I like. You know, I was just in Florida this weekend visiting my parents, and you know, my sixteen-year-old daughter's playing, my twenty-year-old daughter's playing, my wife is playing. Like everyone can play. It's a family sport. You know, we played. We actually played with a sixty-five-year-old lady who was crushing us. Right. And that's the fun thing about it is like. It's it's not about power. Well,
1: why, why, I was gonna say, yeah. why is she so good? Is she? Is it's it all the angles. Is it's it- tactics.
0: It's all tactics. You know, and you get the guys that want to hit it hard, but it's really about placement and it's about strategy. Touch. Yeah. It's a it's a fun game.
1: It's good. Yeah. All right. So finally, what's it going to be like? Twenty twenty six. Yeah. The the biggest event in the world is going to be here, and I mean here in our backyard. Can you explain what that's like for the uninitiated? Oh man.
0: It's it's gonna it's tough to describe, but what I'll say is um it's gonna be the biggest sporting event that the world has ever seen. Literally. Um, you know, if you take the World Cup final, that's like you know, that's like the viewership of that game is like the Super Bowl, the the Olympics, the this all combined. That's how, you know, the national championship of football all combined won't even get to the numbers at the World Cup final viewership is
1: so if it's that does that not do you not have moments where you're overwhelmed do you not have moments where you're anxious i mean i understand that you've grown up with this yeah and that you've got the mindset and you've kind of wired yourself your mind to deal with this but the biggest thing in the world and you are presiding over the american portion of that is that not overwhelming at times you
0: know when i when i saw the response of the group last world cup um how focused they were from minute one when we got into camp for the world cup i'm confident in them so it's not, it's not a nerve-wracking feeling. It's more of like, okay, we're going to be ready. We're going to be locked in. We're going to be ready to embrace that challenge. And to me, it's just excitement. It's, to me, like, we're really focused on, I, I know I've said this like three times, but we're really focused on making our country proud. Now you're focused
1: on the opportunity preparation yeah. breeds confidence yeah, they absolutely. are prepared so they give you confidence and you don't see this as oh man this whole you see it as an opportunity absolutely you to, to shock the world and make history so therefore you are excited as opposed to being anxious i understand it greg listen we don't do this very often i mean you and i do this but the fact that you made time to come in studio appreciate that my friend it is great to get caught up it had been too long and thanks so much for doing that that was awesome
0: you bet thanks for having me
1: So let me tell you about something. The other day I come across a product that all of us should be carrying around. It's amazing. It's something different for fresh breath. It is an incredible product called Zellman's Minty Mouth. And guys, it is a game changer. If you're up in the grill of somebody else and you're making your case for whatever it is, make sure your breath is fresh. Zellmins cleans your breath in a way that other mints don't and can't because it's not just a mint. It's a functional breath freshener capsule that you swallow. It's clinically tested against the toughest offenders, even garlic and onions. You just pop two or three in your mouth, suck the minty coating, then swallow the capsule for the confidence of fresh, clean breath that lasts four hours. The product is nothing. The product is like nothing else you've ever tried. It fights bad breath in your mouth. It then goes right down to your gut. This is the ultimate hack to get rid of coffee, garlic, or smoker's breath. You're going to like having the confidence of long-lasting fresh breath, or you get your money back guaranteed. These folks will give you your money back. Not that you're going to want it, but they will. They've got free shipping if you order three packs or more, and trust me, you're going to want more. And nobody likes to pay for shipping. Go to Zelmans.com right now. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S.com. Right now, you'll get 15% off when you use the promo code ROAM. Z-E-L-M-I-N-S.com. You do have to use the code Rome to get your 15% savings, R-O-M-E. My man, Greg freaking Berhalter, if you need him. Like, how good is that? How awesome is that? The man is a legend, and I'm not saying that just because we're friends and I really like him, even though I really like him. You just heard exactly why I really like him, why I hold him in such high regard, why I respect and admire him so much. So, my thanks to Greg for not only making the time to stretch out, but for making it all the way down to our studio to chop it up in person. You see, conversations like that one are exactly why this pod exists in the first place, and why I am not slowing down or stopping anytime soon. So if you want a heads up whenever a brand new episode drops, just find and slam the subscribe button. You do that and I will catch up with you next time for episode 303. See you then.